You're listening to episode number two of the Identity Factor podcast. This episode is all about how your identity was formed and how your identity affects your thoughts, habits, and behavior. Really, the entire world around you. Essentially, you learn to be who you are today, and your brain has created a specific narrative for your life. In fact, you've probably been following the same script for years and telling yourself the same story. So be sure to listen to this one all the way through because I know it's going to resonate with you. Hi there, I'm Anthony Serena, and by joining this podcast, you've started a life-changing journey with me as your guide. You're now also part of a community of like-minded individuals who light this world with passion. As a high-performance coach and expert in habit modification, I've worked with amazing individuals from all over the world who have literally transformed their lives from within. As you listen to this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at my science-based approach to transformation. Let me start off by asking, what is your story? Who are you? Because the best thing you can do for yourself right now is start defining who you are. Because once you define who you are, and what I mean by that is how you identify yourself as a person and really figure out what story you've been telling yourself, then you can determine whether or not that identity and that story is congruent with the life you actually want. Because if who you are is not the type of person who would normally have that type of life or that type of success or that type of wealth or that type of relationship, then you're going to keep coming up short and not getting the outcomes you want. And you may be wondering, well, how do I figure out who I am? But it's, it's actually really, really simple. For example, if you want to know who you are when it comes to, let's say, money, Just look at your bank account, look at your job, or the state of your business. And if you want to know who you are health-wise, look in the mirror. If you want to know who you are as a parent, or a spouse, or a partner, look at your relationships. Because everything you have in this life is a result of who and how you are being. And here's an important thing to understand. In this life, You do not get what you want. You get who you are. Who you are, your identity. That's what dictates what habits you have, how you think, and how you respond to the world around you. Therefore, your outcomes in life and your current circumstance are a direct result of your identity. Basically, if you don't have what you want in life, It's because you're not that type of person. And the type of person you are, your identity, is a result of all your past experiences. Your life story, really. Now, your story, in part, has been written for you. And it's been written by your brain at a neurological and unconscious or subconscious level. Everything you've been told, everything you've told yourself, every event, every emotional experience, all of it. Your brain has taken the information from every one of those things to form your identity, to form your beliefs, your perceptions, your expectations, your interpretations, how you view the world around you. Meaning, below the threshold of conscious awareness, 
you learned to be who you are today. Much in the same way you learned to ride a bike, or maybe learned a new language, or any other skill. Whether or not you realize it just yet, and I know you will pretty quickly, but you learned to respond to your external world, your experiences, in very specific and habituated ways. You learned what makes you feel good, and your brain now produces an emotional response, which we normally label as quote-unquote positive. It's, it's produced an emotional response to those things it has determined will make you feel good. On the other hand, you've also learned what makes you feel bad. And now your brain causes you to respond to those sort of things with a quote-unquote negative emotional response, sort of like anxiety or stress. Whoa, so Anthony, you're saying I learned to be anxious and stressed? Yes, absolutely. But let's not get ahead of ourselves because we'll talk about habits, feelings, and emotions more in depth in the next episode. Okay, so there's this ever-evolving script, and it's the script that your brain writes based on the information it obtains from your external world, and then it follows that script really in an effort to make your life easier. Your brain is really the writer and the actor. And it's so important you understand that your unconscious, or as always, your subconscious, once again, that's always interchangeable with me. But it's important for you to understand that your subconscious is following this script automatically every single day. But when you realize that there's that part of you doing that, that's when you can step in consciously as the director, if you will, and start rewriting the script. And you do this by reprogramming your subconscious, which is that part of your brain responsible for holding and responding to all the data it's received from the moment you were born. And one of my top priorities with this podcast, and really with my online community, is to teach you effective science-based techniques you can use to reprogram your brain in order to produce the outcomes you want in life. Okay, so we're still at about 30,000 feet, but I know this is all beginning to resonate with a lot of you because we have all tried to change something in our life and then subsequently failed to produce any meaningful result. And we have all tried to break bad habits and create new ones, and we end up resorting to our old ways. But what I can guarantee is that you've been doing it all backwards thinking that it was actually the right way to get what you want. Because if you're anything like me, you've probably said things like, if I had more money, if I had more time, if I had more energy, if I had this, if I had that, if I had this thing, then I could do that thing. Then I'd be successful. Then I'd be happy. Then I'd be healthy. But I'm here to tell you that is the absolute worst way to do it. It's, a, it's just downright wrong because if you're not already being the type of person who would have those things, you'll never have those things. So you must first determine who and how you have to be in order to do the things you have to do to get the things you want to have. And that, that is the through line for this podcast, really for my work with my clients and for my life in general. It's how I experienced dramatic transformation in my own life. And I'll be repeating it in different ways during our time together, 
because repetition is one of the best ways to learn something. And if there's only one thing you take away from all of this, it's that modifying your identity is the key to creating the life you want and experiencing real, profound transformation. And you can continue to let your external world dictate your internal world, but I'm here to tell you, you have control, like absolute control, over your internal world, whether you realize it yet or not. And your internal world is what creates your external world. For example, you can't become wealthy if you're not already wealthy in your mind. And that may sound a little odd when you first hear it, but here's something for you to write down and really internalize. Like seriously, go grab a pen and paper or type this out on your computer, whatever you have to do, but listen carefully. Wealth is not a condition, it's a perception. Let me repeat that. Wealth is not a condition, it's a perception. And your perceptions, beliefs, values, it's all a byproduct of your identity. And the same thing could be said about happiness or success. But let's stick with the idea of wealth for a moment. Some people feel wealthy with $1,000 in the bank, where others may feel poor or broke with $1,000 in the bank. It all comes down to your perception and beliefs about money, which, like I said, goes back to your identity. Your identity, specifically around money, was influenced primarily by your parents or your guardians or whoever raised you growing up. If both your parents worked nine to five jobs, they made $65,000 each, and you all went on one nice vacation a year, and everybody was generally considered happy, then chances are your beliefs and perceptions about money and wealth will parallel their financial paths. And if your unconscious belief or perception is that $65,000 per year equals comfort and happiness, then I can guarantee your brain has formed habits and will activate thoughts, feelings, and emotions that are congruent with that belief or perception. So even if you're consciously saying to yourself, I want to make $500,000 a year, your brain has already written a script or a program that is most likely to result in you making sixty-five dollars or $70,000 max a year. Another belief many people have, and I certainly had, was that in order to make more money, you need to work hard. And many of us develop, or at least try to develop, an identity of being this quote-unquote hard worker. But let me give you a personal example of how that played out in my life. So when I was a kid, my mom was a single mom, and she worked three jobs, like three jobs at the same time, just to make ends meet, just to put food on the table. And she worked really, really hard, really long hours. She did this, I can't even tell you, like I, I, it must have been seven days out of the week. But she was working really hard to make just enough money to pay our bills and for us to eat and, you know, maybe do a couple of things here and there uh, for entertainment. But hard work equals more money, right? Clearly not. My mom was and still is one of the hardest workers I know. But at the time, she could only afford boxed mac and cheese and frozen hot dogs. And 
I, I can't even tell you. We lived on like just chicken and noodles pretty much growing up my my entire my entire childhood. And fast forward to my early 20s. What was I doing? I was fresh out of college and I was working at a restaurant just like my mom was. And I also still started selling real estate just like my mom had started selling real estate. And at the time, I was also putting together a business plan for a third source of income. And I've since modified these but my unconscious beliefs were that I had to have multiple jobs and I had to always be working to make money. And did I have any extra money from working so much? Nope. I just always had enough to pay my bills and eat some decent food and maybe go to the movies once in a while. So let's take a step back for a moment and talk about identity in general, not just around money. Because by now, you, you should have seen how it affects you know your wealth and how much money you can make and what work means to you. But as you're listening to this, you should also be asking yourself some questions. Like, how did my parents raise me? What were their beliefs? And how has my life been affected as a result? From a neurological standpoint, the overwhelming majority of our identity, which once again includes our beliefs, perceptions, expectations, etc., was formed before the age of 10. And before the age of 10, that's when the prefrontal cortex has not yet fully developed. And really, we could give or take a year or two there. And I'm not going to get into the scientific nuances of all this just yet. That'll be for future episodes. But before the age of 10 or so, we have not yet developed that critical analytical part of our mind that filters information from our external world. There's a reason they say children's brains are like sponges and call it our formative years. Our brains as children take in information very literally, and our brain is learning how to make us respond to the world around us. This is why if you look at a six-year-old and call her ugly, she's going to instantly cry and feel bad. Her brain took that in as fact and responded accordingly. On the other hand, if you call a 13-year-old ugly, she may, she may cry, but she could also laugh and shrug it off because she has developed that critical element of her mind where she can analyze and determine whether or not the information she's taking in is factual or not. Okay, so I have no intentions of having the nature versus nurture debate because clearly I'm in the camp that supports the latter. But I know, based on how I changed my own life, and how I've helped facilitate massive transformation with clients from all over the world, that the key to transformation is modifying the beliefs and perceptions we learned from our past. I mean, think about it. The story of your life would be completely different if you grew up in a different country or with different parents or whatever, which means you'd have a different identity and then your beliefs would be different, which means your habits would be different, which of course means your outcomes would be different. But your story couldn't have been any different because it's not. Things had to happen exactly as they did because they already happened. Let that marinate for a moment. Everything up until this exact moment already happened, which means it had to happen exactly as it did. There's literally no other way. That right there should give you a bit of freedom from anything in your past you've been holding on to. 
But let me ask you this. How long have you been telling yourself the same story? Maybe it's, uh, my parents got divorced, so I'm like this. Or, I was the youngest child, so I'm like this. Or, I had this traumatic experience happen to me, so I'm like this. Your story has become who you are. And in turn, who you are, your identity, perpetuates that story. And your beliefs, perceptions, your habits, and behaviors will always be congruent with your story if you keep telling yourself the same story. So what does this all mean? Well, for one, it's imperative you create a new narrative for yourself. You create a new story and start telling it to yourself immediately. Because as I said moments ago, your story up until now couldn't have been any different. But your story from this day forward, from this moment forward, must be different if you want to transform your life. Because if you keep telling yourself the same story, your story will never change. Who do you have to be to get the things you want? Whether it's wealth, health, love, whatever it may be. And what would the story of that type of person look like? Just imagine it's a year from now. And the difference is you are now living, thinking, acting, and experiencing life exactly the way you want to. There you are with everything you've ever wanted. Peace, love, money, everything. And now notice how all of that makes you feel. Perhaps happy or joyful, maybe confident or accomplished, whatever it may be. Now look back on that year. What type of person were you being? What sort of things did you have to do to get those things you wanted? And how did that make you feel? This is your new story. Own it. Refine it. Make it even more detailed. And the next thing for you to do, if you're serious about making real, dramatic, like real transformation, like real dramatic changes in your life, write your story down. Like get a pen and paper out, type it on the computer, type it on your cell phone, and just get it down as detailed as possible. And it just has to be a page or so, but write it down so you can see it in black and white. Once you've done that, read it daily until you can visualize it effortlessly. Then every night before you fall asleep, run that new story in your mind like a movie. And I encourage you to like just suspend all judgment and disbelief for at least a week or so and just do it. I promise you, you will begin to notice very interesting things start to happen. You'll find yourself feeling different, but in the best way possible. But seriously, don't take my word for it. Give it a shot. Now, before we land this plane, as always, my intention with each episode is to leave you with an aha moment. I'm calling it the aha factor from now on because, well, I think it just sounds cool. But seriously, what resonated with you? What was the aha factor for you in this episode? Perhaps maybe uh, it was the moment when you came to the realization that everything in your life had to happen exactly the way it did because it already happened. Or maybe it's now finally clicked with you that you can change and you must change. And it starts with changing your story. Well, that's all for this episode of The Identity Factor. 
you'll definitely want to listen to the next one because we're taking an in-depth look at habits and really how they develop at a neurological level and how they affect everything you have and don't have in this life. If you have habits you've been trying to break or create, this is where the rubber meets the road and real transformation begins. For show notes and more details on this episode, head over to theanthonyserino.com and click on the podcast page. If you're the type of person who likes to get involved in a community of like-minded individuals, come join our group Inside the Identity Factor on Facebook. Also, stay up to date with the latest content by following me on Instagram. If you have questions, I'm here to help. You can email me at support at theanthonyserino.com and I may even feature your question on an upcoming episode. Finally, I do have one small ask. My passion is serving others, and by you tuning in, I know you're someone who wants to serve others too. We can grow together and help more people by spreading the word about this podcast. So please, subscribe, share it, and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening. I genuinely appreciate your support. Thanks for being here.